It's, uh, it's so good to be with you guys here. And uh, man, we, uh, we were packed in the first service. It was crazy. All these people trying to get to the Titans game. Which, by the way, we got like three of the players on stage, so I know they got to get, get down to the stadium pretty quick. So, no. thank you so much for leading us today. It's, uh, I want to say just a couple of things. Uh, first thing I want to say is thank you. Uh, thank you to all of you who have served amazingly well uh, over these last many months. Uh, many of you helping uh, to make sure that we could meet uh, at the school, uh, unloading, loading, setting up, tearing down, cleaning, all, all of those things. And, and then here, you know, how many numbers and just tons and tons of people that have served helping clean up. Some of you have actually helped uh, work on the actual construction uh, of what we've uh, done here. I mean, just so many things, so much planning, so much time uh, put in uh, into so many areas, kids putting things together, um, I, you know, and we'll probably do something a little more legit later on, but I, I just, I couldn't do today without just saying thank you uh, and, and thank you for your faithfulness. And, and many of you, maybe some of you have been online with us for some time. You know, thank you for faithfully worshiping with us online. Uh, thank you for faithfully giving. Um, that's, that's the only way this happens. There's, there's no other way uh, is unless we as a church together are just faithful uh, in just trying to be led by what the Lord is uh, leading us to do. And so, um, again, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Um, I'll kind of uh, make a mention of a couple things here. Uh, not everything is 100%. Uh, if you go look in real close, you'll find stuff that, you know, is maybe not quite, you know, all the way or, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, you'll notice we don't have any signs yet. You know, that stuff is coming down the pipe and whatnot. But uh, uh, we just wanted to get in here. And so we decided, you know, we can do X amount of things to get in here, worship together, be back here together. We can finish those things as we go. Uh, and that is the plan. One of the things that has happened, um, and I don't expect everybody to be a sound engineer to really fully understand this, but uh, our sound system has always kind of, not kind of, it has been inadequate for this room. Uh, and so one of the things that, uh, you know, has always happened and one of the... the one of the things that we've become really well known for is how loud it is at 24 Church, right? Uh, your friends who don't come here and think that you're a part of a cult usually bring up usually probably something about how loud it is, and most people just assume it's because we like to rock, and we do like to rock, uh, but that's actually, that's actually not the only reason that it's so loud. It's, part of that has been uh, for years trying to overcompensate with the system that we have. That being said, we have lengthened the room now by moving the stage and redoing this and creating more seating. By the way, we went from, we went from being able to seat, I think, 250-ish or a little more than that. Uh, now we can seat like 360-something uh, in here. Now that's pre-COVID, you know, whatever. You know, obviously we've got the spacing going on. Everybody loves spacing, right? Nobody loves spacing. Let's just face it. Well, I'll take that back. There's some of you introverted people in here, you're like, I, I love the spacing and I'm going to get a chair and I'm going to go sit in a corner by myself. Whatever, we're just glad you're here. Um, but all that to say, uh, we, we have things in here that we've not gotten to do, such as we plan to purchase 
uh, and install uh, a legit sound system uh, for this room. So it doesn't always have to be so loud. We can, it can be loud, but not like, you know, where sometimes it kind of mows you over. Uh, and then uh, also sound treatment. Uh, when we drywalled that wall there, if you remember, that was like an open wall with, uh, you could see the insulation. Uh, that helped actually uh, absorb a lot of the bouncing around of sound. Well, that is not there now, and it's drywall, and it looks nice, but if you come in here and nobody else is in here and you just clap, you'll hear it, you know, echo and echo and echo. And so uh, we're gonna, we want to do sound treatment. We also want to do better lighting in here where it's not so dark. These are things we want to do. I'm just letting you know, uh, you know, be praying about what God's leading you to do with your giving. So that's uh, <laughs> what I know to tell you on that. But that's, that's, those are things that we hope uh, to see come to fruition uh, in the days to come. And, it just, and it's just going to take some money to make those things happen. So none of that stuff is cheap. Uh, that being said, we are grateful to be here now like it is, but do have a little, do have a little uh, uh, grace with us on trying to figure out some of these things. They got here this morning, and there were several things that just quit working. They were working last night. The computer, uh, that wasn't working this morning. It was working last night, fine. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, there was a while there this morning they thought there would be no screen. So uh, not a big deal to you guys, but when you're uh, leading worship and leading songs, it's really, it's really <laughs> kind of tough uh, when you know you're about to lead people in songs that they don't have the words to. Uh, so, uh, but uh, anyway, thank you to everyone. Uh, these folks, our tech guys, our sound guys, our worship team, all these folks have spent so much time literally staying the night here many nights over, over the last several weeks uh, to try to get us in here and make this happen. So if you see them, let them know that you love them and you appreciate them. All right, let's jump into this. If you need a Bible, we have ushers who will bring you a Bible, and we'd be glad for you to take one and uh, just throw your hand up and let them know you need one. Let me be real specific with how to return that Bible when you get done with it today. Uh, when you get done with it, uh, just to try to lessen contact of things, uh, set it on the top of the bookcases at the back doors there. So uh, if you need one, just throw your hand up. They'll get you one uh, right away. They're ready with those right now. Uh, and when you get done with it at the end of uh, the service, just put it on top of the bookshelf back there. Uh, and uh, that would be great. We'd appreciate that. Uh, we are going, if you want to turn there, go there on your phone or whatever, we're going to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. And some of you immediately were like, oh no, we're going into Revelation. Like that junk gets crazy in there, right? And it does get crazy in there, but I'm going to tell you, there is this passage in Revelation that is just amazing. And uh, uh, if you, were, uh, uh, if you uh, were with us online last weekend because we didn't get to meet in person because we weren't able to be in here yet, um, if you were with us online, one of the things that I shared about was that in starting off this year, I really felt led, especially coming out of last year and everything that happened, I really felt led uh, to do something that was centered and focused completely around the Lord, completely around God, and who, who is God even? Uh, just a little bit, and just here, you know, what are what are some things that we can focus on, and and not even you know, not even worried so much uh, about what it would look like for us to uh, you know try to figure out like oh well how does that apply to me and you know so so much of that that we uh, normally do a lot of times when it comes to messages, uh, you know, but to say who is God, and based on who He is, how does that change who I am? And so last week we talked about how God is the same. 
and, and, and what the implications of that. And, and, and you know, there, there's so much to that. And, you know, I mean, just the fact that, that God is the same, that He makes promises, that He doesn't change those promises is huge for us. And, it, and, it, and, and man, it means so much to our faith. And so today, um, we're talking, and I'll just go ahead and, and, and let the cat out of the bag and tell you, we're talking about that He is worthy. He is worthy. And, and so, just a minute ago, we sang that He is worthy. And, you know, that song, I love that song. You know, and, and what you may not realize about that song, you may have just thought that was a really clever song that you love to worship with, but I'm here to tell you that that song is straight from Scripture. It is straight from Revelation 5. Now, here's, here's a little cool piece. I didn't tell this to first service. They didn't get this. So, Nathan and I had been planning separately what we were going to do today, and I think probably Wednesday, I messaged him and I said, hey, by the way, there's no, week, there's no way that I'm preaching this weekend and I'm not teaching Revelation 5. I'm, I am teaching Revelation chapter 5. And I was letting him know that in case he wanted to lead that song, because that song is straight from Revelation 5. To which he responded, I already have in the books for us to read Revelation 5 and us play that song this weekend. That's a God thing. Sometimes you can't plan this stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people see things go, oh, well, they must get together and have great planning meetings and all that. Let me tell you what, we have the worst planning meetings sometimes, okay? So, and, you know, you can come and, like, stand, stand in the hallways now and, like, watch through the glass while we're having some of these planning meetings. You'll be able to tell from outside the windows Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a terrible meeting they're having right there, you know. Uh, but no, um, but today we're talking about how He is worthy, uh, and specifically from Revelation 5. Let's look at that here in a second. By the way, whenever I think about, you know, uh, the, the word worthy or use the phrase He is worthy, I can't help but think of like this fine, amazing piece of cinematic history. You know what I'm talking about? Does anything come to mind when you think about He is worthy, when you think about you know, films, famous films that, that transcend the decades? Wayne's World. <laughs> Wayne's World, you know? Like, and if you've watched Wayne's World, then you're with me. Some of the first servers were definitely not with me on this. But in Wayne's World, anytime that Wayne and Garth would run into one of their rock and roll idols, what did they do? We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Yeah, right? So, some of you are like, what in the world is going on in here right now? Revelation 5, verse 1 says this. It says, Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals. So this angel cries out, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? We just sing about that, right? This is a vision that God has given John about things that are going to happen, things that are going to come. And in this vision, so clearly, this is happening. And in this moment, this angel proclaims, who's going to open the scroll and break its seals? We'll talk about the scroll in just a minute. And in verse 3 it says, And no one in heaven 
or on earth or under the, under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. Verse 4. And John, he's speaking, first hand here, he says, And I begin to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. I begin to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. So this scroll that we have here is this, is this idea, and I, I've spent a lot of time studying, like, what is the scroll? What's on the scroll? I want to know what's on the scroll. Well, you spend the rest of the book of Revelation opening these seals to get to you know, the whole thing of the scroll. And at the end of the day, what you're talking about is you're talking about the plan that God has for all of creation, His sovereign plan. Uh, quite possibly, the, that it in of itself is the deed of the earth. The title deed to the earth. And so in this moment, God the Father is handing back where Satan has gotten to be the prince of darkness for this period of time that we are still in right now. And then, what? God hands back this deed to the earth to who? To Jesus. That He will be able to come and open the scroll. But in this moment, as John is having this vision, the angel saying, who's, who's, who can open the scroll? And, and, it's, and it's become obvious that apparently nobody can open the scroll. Verse 3, and no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll to look at it. And in verse 4, and I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And it says in verse 5, and one of the elders said to me, weep no more. Weep no more. <coughs> Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. So, Jesus comes. The Lion of Judah, the Root of David, and it says, has conquered so he can open the scroll and its seven seals. He can open the scroll and its seven seals because he conquered. What did he conquer? He conquered death. He conquered sin. He gave His life on the cross. He allowed us to kill Him. And then He defeated death on our behalf. He conquered so that He can open the scroll and its seven seals. That's pretty metal, by the way. Verse 6, In between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. I saw a lamb standing, he says, as though it had been slain. Now wait a second. How does that even make sense? A lamb that is slain would be what? Laying on the ground. Be dead laying on the ground. He says, I see a lamb standing that has been slain. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. Jesus, the Lamb of God, who was slain, appeared slain, but was standing and alive and well. Because what? Because He conquered death. He wasn't just crucified. He defeated the grave three days later. Came back to life. And then through Him, in death, 
we can have life. Now, I'll read that again. He says, And between the throne and the four living creatures among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. Here we go. You ready? With seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out in all the earth. And here's where the part's like, you're like, oh, here we go. Now it's going to get crazy. Right? And it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Seven... In verse 7 it says, And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Now first of all, when Jesus takes the scroll, the fact that He just even took the scroll was such... An amazing thing in and of itself. Such a kingly thing in and of itself that literally everyone around Him, the 24 elders, they literally fall to their knees and begin to worship Him. But then, it gives us this little piece in here. And it says, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Now, if you're like me, when you hear like golden bowls full of incense you immediately start thinking about that shop you went into one time where it's just kind of like some strange strange shot you know maybe maybe some of you burn incense at home because maybe y'all are weird i don't know just kidding don't get mad it's all right i don't care if you burn incense or not what is cool is what he's saying here it says in golden bowls full of incense we're like okay what what in the world is going on again Revelation, but, says, which are the prayers of the saints. Prayers of the saints. Who are the saints? Well, that's, that's the saved. That's us. So these golden bowls full of incense that are filling the air, basically the aroma in the air where Jesus is, is made out of our prayers that are constantly worshiping Him. Are you... That is ridiculous. That's so insane. That's so unbelievable. And golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints being offered up over and over and over again. The prayers that you and I pray to Jesus are being offered over and over again as the aroma that is the air in which He breathes in heaven. Holy cow! And in verse 9 it goes, And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain. Again, Showing even the reason why He is the one that is worthy. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain. And by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Do you know what that tells me? It tells me that it doesn't matter where you come from. Jesus loves you and He died for you. There is, there is no exceptions. You can't have done anything too bad in your life You can't run so far away from Him that He can't yank you back. 
You remember when you was little and you and your kid trying to when you was a kid and you trying to run away and your mama grabbed a hold of your shirt collar and yanked you back? Every once in a while, the Lord does that with us. And in verse ten, it says, "And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth." Verse eleven. Then John says this. He says, "Then I looked." And I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads and myriads and thousands of thousands. And this is like millions times kabillions of just angels. And if you were with us in Christmas and you heard me talking about the night that the shepherds were in the field and the heavenly host came and it was like the craziest thing that we could have possibly ever seen that it lit up uh, the night sky like the day. And, and here's all these angels singing to the Lord. And that's what he's seen. Maybe even grander, maybe even greater than what the shepherds saw that night. And they're saying, verse 12, with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. You thought it was just a clever song that somebody wrote and that we sang. It's the Scriptures that we're singing back to the Lord for Him to hear coming out of that bowl. And in verse 13 it said, And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. They fell down and worshipped. Man, I read that and I think, the things that sometimes catch my worship in this life are not worthy. And He is worthy. For what He's done for me, I didn't deserve. I didn't deserve Him sending His Son. But He did it. Why was John so upset? Why was John crying? He was crying because he was worried about the future of the church. He wondered what in the world is going to happen. Little did he know that the Lord the Father was going to send the Son to go and take the scroll and take it all back. Folks, He's coming to take it all back. That's the plan. Furthermore, just the fact that He's got a scroll that He's already made the plan on and how that's going to play out through the rest of history. We're not talking about like Grimm's fairy tales here. Like This is going to happen. And how amazing is it that it, he already knows how it's going to happen. And we're so worried about what's going to happen in the next several weeks. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you what. Presidents come and go, but our king is forever. A couple years ago, we embarked on this journey called Worth It as a church something that we deemed worth the Worth It initiative. Uh, if you're visiting with us, you've never gotten to see one of these or whatever, 
these little books are out there on the welcome desk. I encourage you to get one, check it out, read through it. If you have questions, you'd like to talk more about it and how we got to here, there's a whole lot of crazy stories that go with that that might as well be in Revelation too. Oh, man, I, I look back on it, it's just insane. Uh, but the Lord has brought us through this great thing, and uh, God was already doing great things in our church. Let's just, let's just face it. He was already doing great things in our church. And the question is, why? For a church that's always said, buildings are not our thing. We don't want to just be about building buildings. Why would we spend money to work on a building? Why? Why? Why not leave everything alone? And I'll tell you, it's because we can't settle for cruise control. We can't settle for just going with the flow. Because He's not just worth it, He's worthy. So we keep pushing forward for the kingdom. You seen anything today that's worth it? Have you seen anything today that's worth it? You would go, oh, well, you know, I miss building's really nice. Boy, it looks good. You know? Aren't you glad you got an office? Yeah, I am. Been having to unpack all the junk I put in storage years ago. That's been a lot of fun. But you know what? What I see that's worth it isn't the building. What I see that's worth it isn't any cool thing that we've done here. What I see that's worth it is sitting right here. It's the people. It's the church. You see, the church isn't a building. The church is the people. And it's all worth it because He is worthy. There's a lot of people that a couple years ago began praying how they might sacrifice because He is worth it to what they could do to help make all of this happen. You might pray and ask God, if this is your church home, how God might also lead you to be a part of that as well. But I ask you this today, what is it in your life that maybe you need to give up? What idol is God working on your heart? What, what, what sin is in your heart that you're struggling with that maybe nobody else knows about? Let me tell you what, God wants to free you from those things today. He wants you to lay those things down. And He is worthy for you to do so. Above all, we are reminded that He is the only one worthy. Worthy of the angel's praise. Worthy of our prayers which burn as the incense in the air of heaven playing over and over in heaven for our Savior to hear. Boy, that'll get you thinking twice about your prayers. That stuff's on repeat. Our prayers are what Jesus considers a sweet smell that He gets to experience over and over. And we are reminded today that there is a scroll. And that scroll's existence reminds us that God is in control. He's already written what is going to happen. The question I have for you is, do you believe it? Do you believe it? Have you believed in Jesus? That He came and gave His life that we might have life? Because folks, I'm here to tell you, He did. He gave His life that we might have life. Who is worthy to open 
the scroll. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Who is worthy to open the scroll? Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. He's worth it. It's all worth it because He is worthy. Let's pray. God, I pray that the existence of this body of believers and anything that we do, whether it be to do with a building or not, would bring You glory in everything we do. God, I pray that people would know who You are because they know us. God, use us for Your glory. God, thank You for what You've done for us. Thank You for sending Your Son to die the perfect death to live the perfect life, that He might be the Lamb who was slain, that in the end would still be standing. The Lion that would take exactly what He needed to. Lord, for our sake, because You love us, because You want to forgive us. God, I pray that You would lead us, Lord, to be Your people. God, I pray that You would speak to the heart or hearts of anyone listening or watching right now, Lord, that if they have never trusted and believed in You as their Savior, God, I pray that today would be the day. God, I pray that they wouldn't be able to leave or make it through the rest of this day without talking to someone about what it means to trust in You as their Savior. God, do that work in their heart. God, thank You for all You've done for us, but most of all, we thank You for the sacrifice of Your Son, Jesus, and it's in His name we pray it. Amen.